What is going on? The CDC has issued a warning on crypto. What is crypto, you ask? Why, crypto is a fecal parasite that can be transmitted via swimming pools, via swimming pools, and it's on the rise. The parasite's full name is Cryptosporidium. I should get the computer to pronounce that for you, but, and it causes Cryptosporidiosis. I should get the computer to say that for you. As a matter of fact, that's what we're going to do. The parasite's full name is Cryptosporidium. And it causes Cryptosporidiosis. That's right. Thank you. It can leave healthy adults suffering from profuse watery diarrhea for as long as three weeks. And it could be worse on children, pregnant women, and those with uh, compromised immune systems. The number of treated recreational water-associated outbreaks caused by Cryptosporidium drives the summer seasonal peak in both waterborne Cryptosporidiosis outbreaks and, of course, Cryptosporidiosis outbreaks overall. So, I mean, be careful out there. I don't know what's going on, but be careful out there. With yours truly, Jeff Fisher. Thank you for coming along for the ride today. Happy, happy, happy Monday. July 1st, 2019. Amazing. It's already July. It just seemed like I was, it seemed like I was just in the hospital with a heart event. Now it's July 1st. Amazing. So where are we at in the world? You ask yourself, and I'm sure you ask yourself that. A man is accused of forging a police report to back up his bogus story that he used as an excuse to his boss. What? Okay, so the guy's late for work. And he gets into work, and the boss says, Hey, how come you're late? (sighs) Got stopped by the police, man. They gave me a warning about my expired car registration. Kept me there forever. Sorry. So the boss gets suspicious. Well, tell the boss to take a hike, first of all. I told you, all right? That's why I was late. Get over yourself, boss. But no, the boss gets suspicious and says, uh, hey, uh, you got any proof? Of, you got, can I take a, look at the, take a look at the warning? So the guy gets a warning and he writes it all up. And shows the boss. And then the boss calls the police department. Okay, so the, I mean, why did they just fire him? The boss should have just fired him right then. Just said, look, you don't need to work here. So the guy must not, he and the boss are not on good terms, clearly. So now the guy is charged with forgery because he forged the police report, the war, the police warning. And since the boss called the police and said, uh, you know, hey, is this true what happened? And the police said, no, we don't have any record of that. That's not. That's not real. 
now he's being charged with forgery. Now that's a now this is in the United Kingdom, and it is uh, it's possible. No, this this story is not in the United. This story is in America. I'm even more angry now than ever. I thought this was in the United Kingdom. This is in New Hampshire. New live free or die or whatever the hell their phrase is. The guy, you can't even you can't even tell your boss lie to your boss with a piece of paper. You were in, got a police warning, and now he's going to be charged with forgery. We have to follow the story. I want to know what happens to this guy because he, if he goes to jail for this, it's on American. It should be in the United Kingdom and not in America. I that ticks me off. I honestly, I thought this was in uh, the United Kingdom. Holy cow! I am really mad. Did we talk about? The lady that, the new lady on an Air Canada flight that claims she got left on the plane. I, I don't remember if we talked about it here or if I talked about it filling in for Pat. We did talk about it here, right? We already covered that. We covered, talked about her getting caught because this one is, she was handicapped. And they all said, hey, I'll be right back. And they're coming to bring you your wheelchair. And everybody left. And there she sits. <laughs> it's not funny. I'm not laughing. <laughs> there she sits. And she's waiting for uh, someone to bring her wheelchair. It doesn't happen. And she, this lady claims I was scared because I have all these health issues. Um, I didn't have a cell phone to call for help. It was the scariest time of my life. Was it? Was it the scariest time of your life? You got. They left you on an airplane by accident. And you know, you, know, you think you're going to be there forever? You think no one was ever going to come back on this plane ever again? No one is ever going to see me again? Really? Okay. I find that hard to believe. Now she sat there and this is, she sat there for an hour. Ouch. Was it ouch for an hour? I think not. No, no, it was not two ouches. Do not play that ouch again. It was not two ouches. No way. At least the other lady who claimed to be stuck on a plane was there for hours. It was dark, man. The plane was parked, stopped, dark. This lady was just, you know, an hour later, they said, oh, crap, we got maintenance worker come on the plane. Oh, somebody forget you? I'll take care of it. And they take care of it. Wow. That's, uh, times are tough for Air Canada. They're trying to make good on it, though. They're trying to make good on it. I know. I know, I know, I know. And then we have uh, more uh, airline news. Uh, passengers at uh, Newark International Airport, which is a beautiful airport. I don't know if you've ever been to Newark, but it's gorgeous another huge airport i remember once going to newark the store <laughs> the first time we went to israel i flew from tampa to newark i was meeting glenn in newark and then we were going to fly to israel and this is uh before we were flying private we had to actually fly with you know on ll and uh which was nice but it was you know domestic regular flights and uh, so I fly into Newark, and I've got to go to the international terminal. And I asked the lady, hey, where's the international terminal? And she says, well, it's the next one over. And I said, she goes, you know, you could, you could just hop the train and go to the terminal, but the train is broken. So you've got to go down this particular train that was right by where I was. She said, you got to go down to the end of this terminal and hop on another train that takes you there. So I would have had to go on. To the end of this terminal I was in, and then ride that all the way through this terminal into the other terminal, which I should have done, by the way. 
But no, I thought, you know what? I'll just walk. <laughs> Dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. I walked, I'm pulling, I'm pulling luggage, I've got equipment. And the terminal, it's not like it's you know, when they say, well, it's just the next terminal. It's just and that's like saying, Well, it's just the next city over. <laughs> uh I ended up when I got to the terminal. I'm sweating. I'm profusing. I'm trying to get out of this plane. That's all. I mean, that, I could. That whole story is at least a half hour long, and I won't bore you with it. I'm just saying that Newark is an agonizing airport in my life. So in Newark, uh, they're on a plane. They're getting ready to fly, and a lady notices an ant crawl over her arm, and then she notices an ant crawl over her television screen. And then she notices another ant crawl over her pillow. And she says, she gets up and tells the crew, excuse me, uh, excuse me, I have a, have a complaint. Uh, there's a little problem with some, some ants. And they said, oh, no problem, we'll get with you. Please just hold your complaints until we get up in the air. Uh, that's the whole point. I don't want to be up in the air with, as, we, as we have uh, ants on a plane. Okay. So apparently, uh, a crew member eventually had her uh, leave her seat to wipe it down and found another ant in the window well, and another passenger uh, asked the crew to check the overhead bins. And uh, as they were checking the overhead bins, uh, ants were running everywhere, as ants do. And uh, one crew member asked, uh, should I take the passenger statement uh, if they had a protocol for insects on the plane, to which a crew would be, man, never happened before. We don't know. We don't know what happened. So they called an exterminator and uh, they notified the customs and agriculture personnel. But uh, apparently, there were some carry-on bags up in there that was full of ants. And as they moved the carry-ons, it just spewed ants all over. Ouch! Oh man, now I don't know if you've ever had an ant problem. But it's not fun. Uh, it's not fun at all. And I could tell you, uh, and I'm not talking about an ant problem uh, on your body, but just an ant problem in your home. I had one of those. Uh, only lasted about two years. Christian Bustler joining us on the podcast today, 1st of July. Welcome. Uh, Glad to be here, Jeffy. You, uh, well, when I first moved to Florida, first of all, Florida is, and just I, know, I usually don't talk about it, but I used to live in Florida. If you didn't know. And uh, if you don't know, Florida is a peninsula, and uh, it is uh, doesn't sink because ants keep it afloat. I don't know if you know that about Florida, but that's how it stays afloat: ants. There is ants. There are ants everywhere. The only way you uh, win the battle of ants in Florida is you keep them out of where you live. There can be air everywhere else, man, but you just put a just put a barrier around where you are where your dwelling is and you're happy. that's fine. You're good with it. You're good with it. Ants and roaches, palmetto bugs in Florida, man. Just create a barrier. Create a barrier. But I've never had ants on a plane. So apparently this uh person was uh I don't think the person on the plane knew that the bag was full of ants. But you have a feeling that I don't know if they were trying to smuggle ants, uh, trying to take ants away. Not sure it was a flight from Venice to New York. 
and I'm not real sure they didn't. They never specified what illegal activity was taking place with these ants running all over the place on this plane. But I'm glad it wasn't me on this plane. And as long as we're on trouble with mass transit, or you know, planes and trains and automobiles, uh, a train in Nevada carrying grenades and bombs derailed i don't know how the heck that happens out in the desert of nevada but it does a public safety alert from the elko city and county public safety department i mean elko city is beautiful this time of year uh said the train derailed about 10 20 a.m uh on wednesday last wednesday 22 cars derailed in the incident and no hazardous materials were involved and no one was injured the only material spilled was vegetable oil. Now, the cars that were carrying bombs, ammonium nitrate, and grenades, they were located at the other end of the train. So there's nothing to worry about, duh. Don't worry about it. Now, the people who got there first said everything was covered in this white kind of dust everywhere and uh they were told uh don't worry about it this white powdery substance you know where it's aluminum oxide that only causes uh that only causes some kind of brain damage (laughs) thank you thank you Speaking of Walking Dead, don't forget uh, Fear, The Walking Dead, uh, was up today. We do that uh, each Monday. Myself, uh, Jason Buttrell, and my son, Maximus, uh, do uh, Fear, The Walking Dead podcast every Monday. You can uh, listen or not listen, but it's up under the Chew in the Fat headline. So if you subscribe to Chew in the Fat, you're getting two alerts today. You're getting the Fear Alert, and you're getting the Chewing Alert. Now, I'd prefer it if you downloaded Fear, and well, then you don't have to listen to it, but just download it anyway. But you don't have to. I know if you don't like the show or you don't want to or you don't want to have us spoil it for you, I get it. Don't listen. Uh, you know, I just I, I do it because I like the show and we have fun with it. So, uh, you know, A, you're welcome. And B, okay, uh, you know, I'm a little sorry. All right, but not much. All right, let's go to the break room. I need a, I need a Coca-Cola Zero desperately. Oh my gosh. That is so good. Oh, so good. Hey, thanks to all the people that came to uh, the museum this weekend. Had a great time meeting you. It was fun going through the tour. Uh, I was here Saturday and Sunday. Uh, met a lot of you. It was very nice of you to come. It was great. Uh, there's still time for you to catch the uh, museum, the 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th. The museum will be back open. It's uh, it's dark for you because you can't get in to see it, but all the, I mean, it's really cool still. Everything is all up here at uh, the studios. It's really cool walking through it again uh, every day because now it's, it's up. Uh, you know, for the past two or three weeks, they've been busy building it, and now it's built and it's up and everything's there. Uh, it's really cool, 
And uh, there's, there's some really, really great sites. And I, I Facebook Live uh, the beginning uh, this weekend as you go into the uh, replica of the slave ship. It's one of my favorite parts. I know it's a slave ship. I know, and it's the whole thing. But that's one of my favorite parts of the museum. And there's a couple other really cool parts. And then on July, a couple other cool parts. The rest of it's got the rest of it's garbage. There's the beginning. There's a couple other, and then the rest of it just yeah. Just walk through those those areas fast. And uh, then on July 4th, the museum's going to be open, and we're having a little party. Uh, that you can come to a 4th of July party at the Texican restaurant in Irving. So come and have, uh, you know, have a hamburger, hot dog. If you think I'm not going to be there for some kind of barbecue going on on the 4th of July, you are sadly mistaken, my friend. Sadly. So uh, come watch the fireworks. Irving usually puts on a really good fireworks show. Uh, it'll be fun. You can hang out at the hotel. Uh, it's It's been a while since I've been to an actual, uh, you know, 4th of July party like that. Uh, we used to have them every year for forever. Heck, the one of the, I can remember one of the first times uh, we had a, a Fourth of July party in St. Petersburg. We, Glenn and myself and Stu, we were doing the afternoon show on uh, 970 WFLA News Radio 970 WFLA, the mothership, the, uh, the flagship. Anyway, uh, it uh, we had a big barbecue and get together down on the beach in St. Petersburg, where we were right underneath the fireworks. It was spectacular. So come join us on July 4th. Go to mercuryone.org, mercuryone.org. Get your tickets for the museum. You probably can, I haven't looked today, but you probably can get your tickets uh, to the 4th of July event uh, so you can come and have some barbecue and watch the fireworks with us as well. So (laughs) mercuryone.org. Sometimes it's difficult to decide whether you want to move. I'm looking, I'm thinking about moving. I'm pretty close to moving out of the house that I'm in now. I could you know, I, a part of the roof is gone and that's being fixed. And we've been going back and forth and you know, the whole story there. But one of the, one of the things that happened was that, and I talked about it in the, in the story is the tree out front broke off, you know, and ended up in the neighbor's yard. So all that's left out there is the stump in front of my house. I hate my house without that tree in front. It's facing west, so this afternoon sun blasts the front of my house. And without that tree there, it blasts the front of my house. It doesn't blast the tree, it blasts the front of my house. It turns my doorknob to my front door into a burning... I've got I've got a tattoo on the inner part of my hand now that's just my doorknob. You could you write your own jokes with that. And... uh I was just agonizing. So I'm thinking it's time to move. And then I see, it was almost like a a sign from above. Uh, Jackie Kennedy's Martha's Vineyards estate is for sale. And I think, I mean, okay. All right, fine. And you figure they're going to want a couple bucks for that. They ain't lying. Might as well put a couple of those bad boys. 65 million. Ouch. The famed Kennedy compound uh, might be in Hyannisport, but uh, the mainland of Cape Cod for the last 40 years has had uh, the more discreet Kennedy estate, uh, Martha's Vineyard, originally purchased by Jackie Kennedy in 1979. 340-acre estate, slowly renovating buildings, improving the land. Now Carolyn Kennedy is listing the Redgate Farm compound for $65 million. 
Why does Carla want to sell that, man? I don't want to hang out. Doesn't want to keep that in the in the family. She must. Would she spend the rest of the money? Can't keep it up. It looks beautiful. Three hundred forty acres up there. Oh my gosh, just gorgeous. And you know the good thing about those kind of places is it doesn't cost much to keep them up. If I spend the sixty five million, you're done. I don't have to worry about keeping up the upkeep of three hundred and forty acres. <laughs> And the upkeep of the homes and the houses and the guest houses and the garages and all the equipment that you need to keep it going. I mean, you have a full you have you have a full staff of just yard people, and then you may or may not have a full staff of house people. But I mean, you need at least one or two house people. I mean, you can't. How could you survive without at least one or two house people? I mean, that's that's just it's just silly. Good news if you want to go to school though, and you can't decide uh, what you want to what you want to go to school as. And yeah, for those of you that still want to go to college, silly, go ahead, be your, do your little college dream. But an Australian university now is offering a PhD scholarship in heavy metal. Nice, I like it. The University of Newcastle in Australia has announced a scholarship for a PhD student to study heavy metal geographies. Yeah. Think about it. The scholarship is worth eh, about, uh, you know, well, $27,596 Australian dollars, uh, $15,256 EU dollars. doesn't say American dollars. Apparently, they don't want any Americans uh, coming to Australia to study study heavy metal geography. What? The social geography of the heavy heavy metal culture? Uh, the scholarship uh, is open to two domestic and one international student. So you could get one. Uh, we could get one, uh, but they're literally looking for someone, uh, two in uh, from Australia and one from the United Kingdom with the way this story is written. So good luck. Uh, good luck and uh, God bless. I uh, hope you make it out. If you uh, saw this weekend, uh, I think it was this weekend, that uh, they had the big uh, Glastonbury Music Festival in England. And uh, Janet Jackson showed up, and uh, the reports about uh, Janet Jackson is that which she was, um, I don't know, what's the words I'm looking for, uh, completely unrecognizable. It uh, looked like she had uh, a little bit of work done, and by a little bit of work, a whole bunch of work. Uh, so if you're looking to yourself, I, I didn't go to TMZ to see if there was any real shots of Janet walking down the streets, but it appears that she's undergone a significant transformation. She's a much smaller nose, uh, nasal, she's been reduced, she's got the face or the forehead and around her eyes, uh, but the, I guess the performance was great, but some of the people who pointed out uh, on social media were dubbing her Plastic Princess. Ouch. One of the sections was labeled Freaky New Face, and uh, they speculated that Janet would be following in the footsteps of a brother, Michael. So let's hope not. Let's hope not. Uh, we don't need that to happen. And, of course, uh, Kylie, Kylie Minogue. Uh, is it Kylie, Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue. I think it's Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue. That's what I said. That's exactly how I pronounced it. I don't know why I was so concerned. It's exactly how I pronounced it. <laughs> she had put on a great show and was uh, good to be back there and after her cancer scare and did a great show at the uh, Glastonbury performance there was also as long as we're on music news uh, they made this big deal about the uh, about the heart doc 
or the cardiologist that has to be on call and you know backstage during the stones tour of course i mean mick just had surgery he's fighting back like a champ he's a you know he's 100 years old was he like 75 or 76 now he just had heart surgery but he's in great shape but insurance reasons and everything else man he's on stage singing around bouncing around for three hours um you know they're gonna have uh they're gonna have doctors there and the insurance is like you know um the shows are at these particular uh event and you're gonna go ahead and just be there if something happens we want you on site we don't want the we want the ambulance and we want all the things that you would need to fix the problem, but you need to be there as well. We don't want to have to look around for you. We don't want you stuck in traffic. We don't want you coming across town. We want you there. I don't see why that's such a big deal, but apparently it is. And I will leave you with, uh, I was all fired up because uh, in Norway, they, uh, they had a, a town and area that uh, their island was going to become the first time free zone and i thought oh, i'd be kind of it's kind of weird to think that but they have uh there's a part of the year where it's dark and then they're in this time of year now where it's light 24 like 24 7 but if they were time free zone you wouldn't be able to say 24 7 it would just be light it's just light now and uh so i, I didn't quite know how that was going to work but it was just a silly publicity stunt if you heard the news stories about it's gonna be time freeze out and they voted on it it was just the city going hey um look over here at us we're going to be a time free zone not really and why don't you come here and visit because it's norway and we really want tourists and we want you to come here and remember us and know about us and we're we really are going to be a time free zone not really All right, I can't get over the Onassis uh, property on Nantucket. All right, I just can't get over it. Uh, I know I got it. You know, I was, you know, it's the huge, it's a huge piece of property, three hundred and forty acre estate. And they want uh, sixty five million for it, and probably, they'll probably get it. But uh, the property, the ground floor has a variety of recreation areas. The listing uses at least four euphemisms for seating area, drawing room, family room, den, library and uh, living room plus a formal dining room chef's kitchen there are four ensuite bedrooms upstairs and a smaller bedroom downstairs um, that christie's politely suggest would be ideal for guests or staff views from the house are expansive from uh, most of the windows they can look across the squib knocket pond to the thin strip of sand that separates it from the atlantic ocean nearby is the two-story guest house that has another four bedrooms three baths living room and kitchen the grounds include a tennis court pool, two ponds, a three-bedroom caretaker's cottage, a barn, two garages, the property's original hunting cabin, and a boathouse. The listing also notes that there is a fairy treehouse, which Onassis commissioned for her grandchildren. I love this place. I want it. If someone could just buy it for me, it'd be nice of you. I would would appreciate it more than you know. Uh, I love the idea that uh, it isn't uh, Onassis... uh, had the caretaker build the fairy princess treehouse. No, uh, Onessa's had that commissioned for her grandchildren. And they only have one caretaker house. I mean, that's the, the rest of the staff is part-time. They're not staying on the property. 
the caretaker stays on property 24 7 365 and he makes sure everything runs right but the rest of the crews that come in to take care of stuff he oversees that i don't want to be bothered with that in the main house i'll come and visit you once a week we'll go over what needs to be done what hasn't happened what's going to happen uh, how you're dealing with it and then I'm going to leave your little caretaker's cottage and go back up to the main house. But I don't want to be bothered with anything else. And make sure, I'm not freaking kidding either, you make sure those people coming in to trim the trees and stuff, use that back gate. I don't want them coming through the front gate. All right, so I'm amazed at how many whale stories I'm getting in my my feed now. And go ahead and make your fat jokes. I got it. Ha, ha, ha. But the last couple of days, I'm like, why am I seeing all these whale stories? I mean, I see the story of the mysterious ball that appeared in the ocean. Fishermen have had an unexpected encounter off the coast of Australia. A gigantic spherical object was floating on the water. Only later did the fishermen realize how dangerous the situation was. The unknown floating object. They didn't know what it was. At first they thought it was a boat that must have capsized or a hot air balloon crashed. As they came closer, they realized what was floating in the water was not a man-made construction, but an organic object. It became clear the ball was in fact the carcass of a humpback whale. Gases had formed inside the carcass during its decomposition, calling it to float to the surface. The danger was, uh, that bad boy's going to explode pretty freaking soon. (laughs) You do not want to be right there when that thing explodes, I'll tell you that. We'll talk about an explosion of nastiness. That's going to be it. That's what it is. It's an explosion of nastiness. So then, I, you know, then I see this story. Then I see another story. Another story, like right the boom, boom, like boom, boom. Holland America cruise ships close contact with humpback whales under investigation. I mean, ships have got to come. I got to see whales all the time, right? So apparently, this cruise liner is under investigation by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Association after the vessel may have made contact. May may have made contact with a pod of humpback whales off the coast of Alaska. Guilty, 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 guilty. Right, they're just floating around in the water. They're already guilty. So apparently, uh, there's video that says that they came right up next to the whales. And if you don't know it, uh, there's uh, laws for these cruise ships. Like they're supposed to, like, oh, there's a pot of whales. Slow down. Go get far away from them. Get out of what you're doing. Uh, do not get by the whales. I mean, amazing, right? So there's guidelines uh, to avoid excessive speed, sudden changes, direction, whales, dolphins, and porpoises. I got to worry about all of that. Plus keeping the happy shippers happy. So uh, the uh, Alaska, they're under investigation, and the captain is like, oh, yeah, no, uh, the video uh, is a bad angle, and you can see the pot of whales, but uh, we are exactly what we did what we were supposed to do when we slowed down, and you can see on the video that, we did exactly like we were supposed to do. Uh, I did see the whales, and uh, I knew exactly what was going on, and I had everything under control. So, so I, I, 
again, I'm like, why am I seeing all these stupid whale stories in my feet? I'm like, what's going on? And then, and then I see this under the heading, breaking news. Boy, you can tell. I mean, Christian is just, is just, you want Sounder happy, man. Breaking news. Tonight, whaling ships leave Japan for first commercial hunt in decades. That's all it is. All the, they're pissed. The activists are pissed that the Japanese are hunting whales again. So they're going to make it known how beautiful whales are. And gosh darn it, we can't have Japan hunting whales anymore. And so that's all that is all it is. I mean, I don't don't get me wrong. I'm not minding the whale stories because sadly you saw I read them. But uh, it's uh, it's amazing to me why I was seeing them. It just didn't make any sense why all of a sudden it was coming up. And then, of course, of course, of course, it all makes sense now. <laughs> You know, I love gators. Big fan of gators. Love Gatorland in Florida. I actually saw a story this weekend that was talking about uh, the great things about Orlando. And it was going on. Uh, I, I know my, my, uh, one of my nephews posted a story on his social media about uh, good things about Orlando or something or bad things about Orlando or whatever. Because that's where he, he lives. And uh, so I was going through it. And yes, they mentioned Gatorland in the story. Big fan. Love it. Gatorland, they need to be mentioned at all times. Now, technically, they're not in Orlando. They're in Kissimmee. But they're right there on the Orlando-Kissimmee line. And uh, big fan. However, uh, what happens in Florida sometimes is that uh, gators are pretty big and strong. And uh, you don't want to uh, you don't want to piss them off. So they found this, uh, they found this gator. Well, actually, let's let's back it up. Before they found the gator, they found the body of a human who had been partially eaten by a gator and was floating in a canal and uh, in Polk County, Florida. And then they found the gator. And uh, they've, of course, you know, taken the gator and killed him. <laughs> you ain't lying. I don't know if they used that many bullets, but uh, they they did they did end the life of the gator and uh they found the hand and the foot inside the gator's stomach and uh they knew that this was the correct gator now what we don't know is if you know he fell in to the pond the gator pulled him into the pond or if someone actually ended his life another human being ended his life tossed him into the pond and the gator was like, oh, this guy's already here. Uh, might as well have a little dinner. He's already dead. I, you know, I don't like humans. I don't like chasing them, but the guy's floating here. What am I going to do? Leave him alone? No, I'm a gator. So, Will, that investigation is still continuing.
All right, I'll leave you with this. Uh, I told the story on uh, Pat Unleashed this morning, and it's still weighing in my mind, you know. Uh, so Friday, I get this email from the powers that be here at Blaze Media that it's come to our attention that some people at Blaze Media have received fake emails that have spoofed or impersonated someone in the position of leadership. If you receive a suspicious email asking for money transfers, purchasing equipment, or some other unusual requests, purchasing gift cards, please reach out separately to confirm and also look at the email address on the header of the email to determine if it's an authentic email. And I thought, well, okay, whatever. I don't ever get any of these stupid things. And then I get an email. Boop. Hello. This is what the email would sound like if it spoke. Hello. Warmest greetings to you. I hope life has been good with you and this email finds you well. I want to ask you about something I need help with. I need to get $300. Now in parentheses, $100 in three pieces. Amazon gift card for three church friends because today is their birthday. But I don't, but I won't be able to get it for them as I am in the middle of something. Will you be able to pick it up at any store around you? When you get the cards, scratch them to get the pin. Take a photo of the pin. Attach the photo as a file and mail it to me. Suggest a way you will like me to pay back on tomorrow morning. Will check be fine? Kindly get back soon. I'm just guessing. This did not come from an English-speaking human at this building. Uh, no way. No way. Um, I am, so, uh, you know, of course, I didn't open the email. <sighs> I didn't respond, although I wanted to bad. Uh, I wanted to suggest a way you will like me to pay back on tomorrow morning. That's what I wanted to do, but I didn't. And I, I was happy that they wanted that they wished me warmest greetings to you. No one in this building has ever said warmest greetings to you, although I may start now. I hope life has been good with you, and this email finds you well. No one is sending an email to this company. <laughs> Will you be able to pick up any at a store around you, at your local store? Just bad. So be on the lookout. If you're at work, at home, or, or wherever emails are delivered to you, be on the lookout because you too could be getting emails asking you to pick up gift cards in three pieces for church friends. And then they'll be able to figure out a way and you could suggest a way you will like them to pay back on tomorrow morning. 